You're listening to Green State, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality, the agency responsible for restoring, maintaining, and enhancing the quality of Oregon's air, land, and water. On Green State, you'll hear about DEQ projects, programs, and emerging environmental issues facing Oregonians. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Green State, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality. I'm Lauren Wordis. And I'm Dylan Dowling. And our topic for today is communications. Um, If you're listening to this podcast, you're already experiencing the work of DEQ communications staff, which is us um, and others. But if you're interested in DEQ topics at all, You've probably seen our work, either through public notices, media coverage, our DEQ blog, public meetings, fact sheets, social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and recently got onto LinkedIn as well. We also have the Smoke blog, put out air quality advisories on those, and a bunch of other things. So all sorts of ways we put out communications. Now, Lauren and I, we're going to tell you a bit about what we do and how we can help you if you want to learn more about a topic at DEQ. Also, since we're both in communications and we're part of the communications staff, we're going to use this episode to tell you a little bit about us and our team. So, um... We promise we aren't going to spend a ton of time talking just about ourselves. You don't want to hear my life story, Lauren? No, I mean, I would. We'll try and narrow it down for the listeners and we'll just tell each other our life stories (laughs) offline. (laughs) But yeah, we've got a few questions queued up um, to just give you a little bit of a sense um, for for who we are. So um, where are you from? That is a good question. Yeah, well, I am from Oregon. I was born and raised in Corvallis. So short answer, Corvallis. Lauren, where are you from? I don't like to bring it up a lot, but technically I was born in San Diego. Um, It wasn't my choice. I wasn't present when the decision was made. But yes, for the first couple months of my life, um, I lived in San Diego, uh, and then my parents came up here to Oregon, um, moved to Sandy, and then eventually lived in Portland, and I've lived in Oregon ever since. Um, Dylan, what's an interesting Oregon-themed fact about you? So I mentioned I'm from Corvallis, but that's not the only place that I've lived in Oregon. I've actually lived in five different cities around the state. And um, I think it kind of helps my job because there are not just five cities, but five different parts of the state. I, again, grew up in Corvallis, went to college in Eugene. I then lived in Baker City, Oregon, briefly as an intern. Took my first job in Klamath Falls. And then after a brief stint in California, I moved to Bend and lived in Central Oregon. So if you're keeping track, I've lived in, you know, various parts of the Willamette Valley, over on Central Oregon, down in the Klamath Basin, and out in Eastern Oregon. But yeah, I think, uh, again, it's helped in my job just actually having lived in different parts of the state. So when I hear about a topic, particularly around Klamath Falls or something, it's like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I used to live there. That's really cool. Yeah, I haven't gotten to live in a lot of parts of the state except for Eugene when I was at U of O. But um, but yeah, certainly have visited all over. So that's that's a really cool fact for me. Um, you know, since I, I grew up in Portland, um, 
One thing I did was I was the captain of my high school's dragon boating team, which for anyone who hasn't lived in Portland very long, dragon boats are these large ornate boats that weigh about two tons. And um, typically when it isn't COVID during the Rose Festival um, at the beginning of every summer, we race them down the Willamette and it is a great time. Um, How come you came to work at DEQ? Yeah, so before coming to DEQ and and doing communications, I was a a journalist. I worked in daily newspapers and throughout my career, I focused on the environment. And so it was just kind of a natural, I I don't know if bridge or or just um, kind of made sense to work for an agency that has an environmental focus. How about you? What brought you to DEQ, Lauren? Yeah, so kind of like you, um, my background was in environmental topics. So my education was environmental studies, and but then also urban planning. So right before DEQ, I was working um, in doing some urban planning work uh, called brownfield redevelopment. So taking sites that are contaminated because of the way they used to be used um, and trying to work with the community to figure out what they wanted to see for the future of that site. And so um, I quickly realized that rather than doing the more planning aspect, I really like the community engagement aspect of that work. And um, I was in Seattle doing that, and I really wanted to come back to Oregon and do work that just contributed to the future of my home. And so that's why um, I took this opportunity with DEQ, and I'm so glad that I did sounds kind of similar. I, I lived in California for a while. My career path took me down there and just really felt a, a draw to get back home, uh, back to Oregon. And uh, can't think of a better job than working for the state and getting to do things about the environment in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and so, you know, in terms of enjoying our job, what's one project um, you've worked on sometime recently or since you started that you're really proud of? Yeah, well, gosh, in, you know, recent years, wildfire has been just such a big topic in Oregon. And like a lot of state agencies, DQ, we're looking at ways to react and respond to what's going on out there when it comes to wildfire. If you haven't heard it yet, oh, Initial three episodes are a series called Where There's Smoke. Check them out. You'll learn all about wildfire smoke in Oregon. But what DQ does, we put out air quality advisories. And so working with you and our other regional PIO, we've been kind of honing in how we do these air quality advisories. And so the recent work I'm pretty proud of is this past summer just working on getting messages out when we had to about air quality advisories. Yeah, that's been some really good work and um, it's becoming more and more important. Uh, some of the stuff I'm the most proud of recently would be um, times where I've gotten to um, work really closely with the community. So we recently issued a fine against a facility. And um, as follow up to that, we're doing a number of community meetings. And those are really my favorite. I know um, that the work that uh, our colleagues do here at DEQ um, impacts the lives of people all around Oregon. And 
I think a big part of the reason you and I are both in this work is because we want to make sure people understand what that means for them. I really love the opportunity to get to make sure people understand what's happening, feel like they have access to the resources that they need, um, and just feel like they have someone they can go to if they have questions. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think we've, we've touched on this before and it's kind of part of the reason we're doing a podcast is so much of what DEQ does is rooted in science and can quickly become very technical. And so it really helps having folks like you and I um, to help interpret what's going on, what's happening at a regulatory scientific level. And as you mentioned, we recognize a lot of people living near a facility might have questions about what's happening and that's where we can come in and help. Exactly. Um, and now for a, a question that's a little bit less serious, but thematic with when this episode is coming out, Dylan, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? You know how to ask a tough question, Lauren, uh, that could be a stumpo, uh, but I have to, uh, tip my hat to my aunt Carol because she makes the best stuffing that I can think of, or you might call it dressing. I honestly don't know what the difference is stuffing or dressing, but whatever that is, uh, my aunt just makes pure magic and it's my favorite thing uh, to put on my Thanksgiving plate. You hadn't just said, said stuffing or dressing. I would say the exact same thing. So I'll try to, to, to add on, um, and just say that uh, my other favorite in recent years has become cranberry sauce, which now just kind of goes on everything else that's <laughs> on my Thanksgiving plate. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, for something that has a lot of richness in it, it's just this really nice flavor that like cuts through everything. And uh, so, yeah, after after stuffing is is cranberry sauce for me. Excellent. I, I I have um, cranberry sauce to me is crucial for leftovers because you can take mm -hmm. a, a, a dinner roll, some turkey, cranberry sauce, and that's, uh, that's about as good as leftovers can get right there. Yeah. Yeah. My, my one hot take I would say is that I am not a big mashed potato person. It's like just fine. Um, but what mashed potatoes are good for is for like making a like patty out of them and then you fry an egg and then put that on top the next morning. And that's, that's delicious, but that's basically just hash browns. I don't know. Yeah. Hot that's take, mashed potatoes <laughs> overrated. <laughs> Nobody's going to yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and if you need to find out email, it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's publicly available. So come at me with your mashed potato thoughts. It's OK. Um, all right. So uh, Dylan mentioned this before, but of course, we are not the only ones on the communications team. There are eight of us total, um, one person in each region. So I'm northwest region, which is like Portland Metro and that kind of upper part of the coast. Um, Dylan is Western region, which is, um, sort of South of the Portland Metro. Um, so that whole corridor of I five and then over all the way to the coast. And then, um, our coworker, Laura is Eastern region. So everything East of where we are. And then we have, uh, two people in headquarters doing policy communications, two people who are exceptional at running our entire 
website and um, and everything associated with that. And then our manager, Harry Estev, um, who is uh, joining us to talk about our communications work. Thanks, Harry, for being with us today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, Harry Estev, I'm the communications manager for DEQ. And um, so Dylan and I went through a couple of fun kind of get to know you questions, and we thought it'd be fun to start out by doing that with you, too. So uh, I'll do the first one. Where are you from? I guess I consider my hometown to be Boulder, Colorado. That's where I spent kind of my formative years. And but I've been in Oregon for, boy, 40 years. <laughs> so uh, I, I also feel like I'm, in a, I'm an Oregonian by now. Building upon that, can you tell us an interesting organ-themed fact about you? Yeah, um, my first visit to Oregon was on a bicycle. Uh, it was I just graduated from high school, and a friend of mine and I wanted to uh, take a, a long bike tour of the Western U.S. And so we started off in Boulder and uh, made our way through. Uh, Utah and Nevada and California and then up to Oregon and I spent we spent quite a bit of time in the Eugene area because uh, I had planned to go to uh, the University of Oregon and then we also uh, cycled across the state on our way back. Wow, that is a long ride. How long did that take? It was yeah, it was about two months, most of the summer. Um, nice. So, what brought you to come and work at DEQ? Um, I spent most of my career in journalism. Uh, I was a reporter both in Eugene and uh, and at the Oregonian, mostly covering uh, politics, uh, both state and national. But, you know, the way things were going in the newspaper industry, I started looking for uh, an escape route um, and uh, got into communications first at Portland State University. And then I, uh, after three years there, I went to Portland Public Schools and was their uh, strategic communications director. And so when I heard that the position at DEQ was open, I thought I would, uh, would go for it. And I'm very happy I did. Uh, it's been a, a great experience so far. I've been here just a little over two years. So having been here two years, you, you know, you kind of have a, a library now of things that you've done. Is there any recent project that you're particularly proud of? Yeah, I think the one that I would mention is the the changeover to a new web template. It's not really a new web platform, but that gave us the ability to do a very complete refresh of our homepage, uh, which Lauren helped out with, I might add. But I think we needed to change things because our previous web page was more oriented kind of inward, I think. And this is much more user-friendly to the public um, and, uh, and just has a bit of a more modern look and design. So yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of the work that went into that. I'm not going to take a lot of credit for it because it was people like Lauren and our web team folks who did all the work. But yeah, I, that's probably the one I would mention at this point. Yeah, the web page looks so good. All right. And then lastly, kind of moving away from super uh, job related things to just a fun uh, seasonal question. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Well, you know, I could be all kind of pious and say it's like a spaghetti squash casserole or something, but come on, pumpkin pie. That's, you know, you can't, that can't be beat. And we have a tradition of making our own pies on Thanksgiving. Well, it's just nice for, um, well, 
it's nice for us to get to know all of that stuff. We knew some, but, um, and then, yeah, nice for our listeners to get to know all of us as well. Yeah. Um, hello listeners. <laughs> so as the manager for our team, what do you see as our role? Yeah, I've been given this a little bit of thought because I, uh, you know, listeners, I did get these questions in advance <laughs> and, you know, going even back to my earlier comments about uh, exploring Oregon on a, on a bike uh, many years ago. I mean, Oregon is a state of just incredible natural beauty and it has a history and a reputation of a very progressive environmental protection. And uh, that you can think about the bottle bill. We were the first to adopt that. You can think about the beach bill where we make sure that our beaches are open to the public um, and many, many other um, kind of first in the nation uh, ideas and, and policies that, that we've executed just to try to keep what we have intact. But DEQ is, is the main state agency with the, with the goal and mission of protecting that natural beauty. Um, and so uh, and I think it's incumbent on us as a communications team to make sure that that what we do in that realm is understood by the public. And uh, thinking about this more, you know, we're a very science based agency. Um, most of the people who work here are scientists. Um, and, and that means that what we do is very technical. But it's also very important that people understand even the technical aspects of what we do. And so that's where you all come in with your, you know, uh, some of the podcasts that you've done already, explaining some of the things that we do, like, like with uh, wildfire smoke that translates that into, you know, kind of themes and words and meanings that the public can understand, um, because it's, it's, it's critical to have that understanding. And I also just, um, you know, from journalistic background, uh, I'm a very firm believer in transparency. And I know that's kind of a cliche and maybe overused term, but I take it, I take it pretty seriously. And I, I think that we owe it to the public to kind of open our doors, you know, virtually these days um, and let them see what it is that we're doing and, uh, and ask us questions and we answer those speaking sometimes face-to-face, -face, but in any case, virtually face-to-face uh, and, and giving the public direct access. So I maybe went on a little too long about that, but uh, I've got some you know fairly strong feelings about it. Thanks for that, Harry. It's really, uh, it, it's kind of helpful, um, even though we work with you day to day to kind of step back and, and think about, you know, what is this? What are we doing and why are we doing it? And so really just interesting to hear your thoughts on that. You know, we heard a little bit about recent things that you've been uh, excited about, proud of doing. What's on the horizon? What are you excited about doing more of in the future at DEQ? Yeah, well, there's a there's a few things um, going on. One, we're uh, we're taking a, a kind of a hard look at our uh, language accessibility, language access. Where should we be uh, translating our materials into uh, languages other than English, so that we're making sure that we um, do just what I was talking about before, but do it to a, a more inclusive audience. Um, so that's one project that we have underway. We're we're really in the thick of uh, this new um, data management system that we're calling your DEQ online. We're coming, you know, that's going live uh, for, it's gone live for about seven of our programs and there's more waiting in the wings. We're getting those ready to go. It just is going to make it so much easier for 
um, people who do business with DEQ to do it without having to exchange paper and write paper checks. You can pay online. So those are those are two big projects. One thing to keep in mind, and this is a prime example, is that we have so many tools available to us now. Um, this podcast is our, you know, one of our newest, and I really like how you two have taken it and run with it. Um, and I think it's it's a valuable tool for DEQ and the public. It was really nice to hear from Harry and just get his thoughts on what the comms team is and does, at just the the job we're all doing together, and really interesting to learn what his favorite Thanksgiving food was. Well, and just great to learn more about Harry as a person, too. It's really nice of him to take that time. And now, before we go today, uh, at the top, you know, we mentioned kind of a laundry list of different things that we work on from public notices to responding to media coverage, putting out blog entries, uh, hosting public meetings. Uh, we're just going to take a little bit of time to go into that a little more. And you might not realize it's some of our work that you come across when you're trying to find out about a program at DEQ, be it vehicle inspection or air quality, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, in all the different ways that we reach out to people, you know, as we were saying before, we work with so many technical people who are really doing the work of, um, of regulating, of creating new policies to protect Oregon's air, land and water. And our job is just to make sure that people know about it. And especially when it affects them directly. And so much of this does we want to make sure that the public knows about it. And people and Oregonians in particular really care about their environment. And so we want to make sure they have an opportunity to provide input when that's possible and certainly to have more of a conversation. So there might be some reasons that you'd want to call one of us, uh, Lorna or myself, the public affairs specialist here at DQ. Those might be that you're a member of a neighborhood association, part of an environmental group, or other community group that wants to learn more about a specific topic, or just hear generally about what DEQ does. Uh, those are all reasons you might end up talking to one of us. And also, if you're just, you know, a member of the public, some of my favorite calls just come from somebody out there who is trying to figure out what's going on with maybe the gas station down the street, something like that. Those are all reasons why you might end up on the other end of a phone with myself or Lauren, or as we've mentioned, our colleague Laura over on the other side uh, of the Cascades. Yeah, and we'll make sure to uh, put all of us and our contact information in the show notes or link to it so that uh, if you do have any questions about specific topics, you can reach out to us because we we're in this work because we like those conversations. So please do do reach out to us. We we really we mean it. Oh, yeah. If you can't tell by the podcast, Lauren and I both like to chat. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, we will talk to you for well, maybe I won't put this in. I was going to say we've talked to you for as long as you like. That is not true. We have work. Yeah, to do. Kill, yeah <laughs> five minutes tops. <laughs> <laughs> Hard ceiling. No. Yeah, we 
really do enjoy those conversations. Um, and thanks for joining us for this one. We appreciate everyone listening. Um, we hope you got to know us a little bit better and understand why we enjoy this work so much um, and, and why we enjoy sharing that information with Oregonians. Yeah, thanks a lot, Lon. That was a fun pop quiz about ourselves and Again, next time on Green State, we'll be talking about our emergency response program and spill drills. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to Green State, the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality's podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you get our upcoming episodes. You can listen pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Feel free to rate and review. And if you have any questions or ideas for topics for us to cover, you can reach us at 503-451-0585 or by email at green.state at organ.gov.